Thank you for our hearts. Our hearts are encouraged this morning. In Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Uh, we'll, we'll quickly read a few verses uh, from the Second uh, Kings. Second Kings chapter two is a popular part of scripture which uh, we're familiar with. I just believe that God wants to encourage our heart with something here. Second Kings chapter two from verse one. Let's read some verses. It says, "And it came to pass, and Elisha saw it." And he cried, my father, my father, the chariots of Israel and the horsemen thereof. And he saw him no more. And he saw him no more. And, and Elisha, and he saw him no more. And he took hold of his own clothes and rent them in two pieces. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Sorry for that break. Um, network. All right. So um, it's a it's a popular part of scripture. Here we see that um, Elijah was about leaving, and um, Elisha, who had served him over the years, who had followed him over the years. Uh, had a clear understanding that this was going to happen that day. And one of the things we see here is that not only did Elisha know that Elijah would be taken away, there were other people who also knew, which means that Elisha did not have a superior information. They all uh, understood that. So from one point to another, as Elijah kept moving, you will see the other sons of prophets come up to Elisha and like, I hope you know your master is going to be taken away today. And he'll be like, yeah, I know. You just don't talk more about it, you know? As they move from one spot to another, Bethel, you know, and all the other places that they had to go, you know, you see the same question being asked uh, Elisha. If he was aware that Elijah, his master was going to be taken away, and he would say, I know, I'm aware of that. So you, you can see that every other person to had access to probably follow Elijah and also ask something just like Elisha wanted. But they all stopped at a point. You know, one of the verses we, we read says, uh, I think that should be verse seven. It says, and 50 men and the sons of the prophet went and stood to view afar off. You know, they decided to set a limit to... <laughs> what they were experienced. They decided to look from afar. But here was this man who was not satisfied with looking from afar. He wanted to stay close to Elijah, being the final moment. And this moment mattered so much to him. You know, and Elijah would ask him, what would you want me? And he says, I want a double, a double portion of your spirit upon me. You know, and Elijah replied, he said, if you see me go, you will have what you've asked. So it means if all the other guys to have followed and probably asked, maybe not exactly the same thing, but for one other thing, and they also did see him, but they would have had, you know, a unique experience, but they stopped from afar. And in having access to, to the anointing of Elijah, we could not do that from afar. You had to stay close by. Amen. 
Praise God. So as they continued walking, one of the things that uh, uh, sometimes when we read this chapter, we may read it in a hurry. And we may not notice that. You know, I've heard, often heard people say that Elijah was uh, carried away by a chariot of fire. But if you read the scripture, that's not what the Bible says. The Bible actually says that the chariots of fire separated them. Hallelujah. The chariots of fire did what? Separated Elisha and Elijah. And Elisha was carried up by a whirlwind. So the question is, why? If Elisha was going to be carried away by a whirlwind, why the chariots of fire? It was simple. It was to test his focus. Remember, he said, if you see me go, that was, that was the test. If you see me when I'm taken away, you will have that which you have asked. And then a child of fire came. You know, this was probably the first time in the scripture we're hearing something like a chariot of fire. You know, just think about it. Think about walking the street and then suddenly you see a chariot of fire pass in front of you. What are you going to do? You are going to look so you know, closely, I think, wow, check this out. Man, this is wonderful. Chariots of fire. I've never seen this all my life. I see sometimes how people, you know, when, when, when they talk about different eclipses that show up, how people will go out to view them. You know, this was the first experience of a chariot of fire showing up. But that didn't deter this guy. It was the first time Elijah was seeing a chariot of fire, but that didn't matter. His focus was on Elijah. But Elijah said, you see me go. So the chariot of fire was the test of his focus. It was to create a form of distraction from this for, for, for Elijah, but he would not be distracted. He focused on the master because the master said to him, if you see me go, you know, and then he was carried away by the whirlwind, you know, you know, and the next thing you see Elisha says, Elisha trying to say, look, I saw you go, you know, I didn't miss it. I, I noticed the child of fire. You, you, you see him, you see him say, say, say something in verse 12. He says, and Elijah saw it and he cried, my father, my father, the chariots of Israel, the horsemen thereof. And he saw him no more. I saw, I saw the chariots, I saw, but I saw you go. You know, that was his testimony. And what became, became of that declaration? What he asked for actually came upon him. You see, one of the things I want to say here is that focus creates blindness. You know, when you are focused on a thing, you are blind to other things. Hallelujah. Elijah's focus on Elijah did not make him see the other things that were the uh, 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 distraction. What the sons of the prophets said, where they moved to one place to another, the chariots of fire that showed up for the first time. These things didn't matter to him. His focus was on his master. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Focus creates blindness. When we are fixed on a thing, you know, you are simply blind to other things. Hallelujah. Glory to God. What should we be focused on? Praise God. What should we be focused on? Mostly in this season in which we are today. Hallelujah. The Bible says in Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, it says, looking unto Jesus. Hallelujah. The author and the finisher of our faith. Amen. Another translation says, keep your gaze fixed on Jesus, the source and the perfecter of your faith. Hallelujah. Glory to God. This is he who we should be focused on in this season. Hallelujah. A lot of things are clamoring for our attention. A lot of things are just like the way the, the charts of fire were for Elijah. 
they, they are out there to take our gaze off the master. But the Bible says, looking up to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Hallelujah. This is what we should focus on in this time. This is where our gaze should be on. What has the Lord said? We should look up to him and to his promises. Hallelujah. Glory to God. What words has he spoken to you? What words has he given to you personally? What words have you heard from his servants that pertain to you? Look on to those words. Hold on to those words tenaciously, just like Elisha would not let go. Despite the other things that try to take his attention, hold on to that word tenaciously. See, you have the desired result, just like Elisha. Glory to God. Amen. We will notice that every other person, every other person who didn't follow through, didn't get it. They didn't get anything. It was only Elisha that followed through. He stayed focused on it and he got it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. This is that season where despite the uh, distraction, despite the waste, despite the other things that try to take our attention, we refuse and we set our gaze on him, on him who he is and he is to come. Hallelujah. Glory to God. No wonder the Bible says in 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, which we, which we know very well. Chapter 4, verse 17. Verse uh, uh, 17 and 18 says, For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, walketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Why we look not? Why we look not? Why we look not at the things that are seen, but at the things that are not seen? For the things that are seen are temporal. For the things that are seen are subject to change but the things that are not seen are internal. We already know the things that are not seen. Hallelujah. That talks about him. Hallelujah. That talks about him and all that he accomplished for us. Oh, sitting at the right hand of the Father. Let's focus on those, on those things. Focus on him. Fix your gaze on him. Hallelujah. This is why we look not at the things that are seen. Praise God. Yes, the scripture telling us what not to look to and what to look to. Praise God. He says we need to fix our gaze on him and we need not look on those things. Hallelujah. Now, are those things that we are experiencing, are those circumstances, are they, are they real? Yes. Yes. We live in a world where we are faced with all these things. They are. But we choose to set our gaze on him. Hallelujah. On his words. Just like Elisha, the chariots of fire, all those things were real, but he chose to focus on him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Let's our gaze be unwavering in this season. Hallelujah. Let's choose to be unwavering. Fix your gaze on him and what his word has said to you. Amen. Hallelujah. The Bible says that those things that we encounter, it calls them light afflictions. Amen. There's a translation that says that, it says this for these things are like little potatoes. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And it says that they are designed to change. Praise God. You know, that's, that's, that's the word of comfort for somebody. Whatever you are going, facing right now that looks, it looks, it looks so unending. It looks internal. The Bible says no. It says it's temporal. It says designs to change. It's patterns to change. Hallelujah. But there's one thing that is not going to change. Him and his promises. Hallelujah. The Bible says that they are yea and amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Why we look at him and why we look not at the circumstance. Praise God. We remember the, the, the story of Peter. Amen. When, when Jesus walked on water and told him, he says, he says come. You know, when Peter got that word, he just jumped on and began to walk, looking at Jesus. And the words that were strongest in his heart was, come, come, as he took those steps, come, come. But the Bible says, as he began to look at the waves, what happened? He began to sink, you know? He began to sink. Amen. I seem to say that 
even you know the, the truth about it is without the waves there was no way he could even walk on water normally hallelujah he's walking on water was not dependent on even looking at waves he could not do it in the first place he could only do it because that was god's word to him god says walk god says come and he, he stepped out in faith amen but the bible says as he began to look at the waves what happened he began to sing amen and that's that's the reality today as we focus on those things as we focus on those challenges what happens they begin to drain us uh, of of what our expectations should be they begin to cause us to sink oh sink in our heart sink in our heart but god says look unto me and walk on hallelujah glory to god focus on him when you focus on him you're blind to the other things that are happening around you hallelujah glory to god and what happens we get our end. We get our expected hand. We receive that which we have asked of the Lord. Where our hands lay hold on those things which our eyes have seen. This is our reality in this year. Hallelujah. Praise God. I just came to encourage us this morning. Just like Elisha. Keep your eyes focused. Focused on the master. Hallelujah. Let nothing deter you. Let not the distances they had to travel deter him. He did not allow those distances. He never allowed what men said deter him. Hallelujah. And also, the evil, the spectacular demonstration that he saw, the, way, the fire separating them, he did not deter him. His focus was fixed. Focus creates blindness. Hallelujah. Glory to God. As we focus on him in this day, who is our source and perfecter, he brings to pass all that he has said. Hallelujah. Our hearts are strengthened to know that he's unfailing and that his word is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hallelujah. Oh, come on. Don't, don't, don't throw away that confidence in his word. Hold on to that word. Just like the Bible says, oh, as you lay on to that word, you will see the performance, the performance of all that he has spoken unto you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Father, we give you praise. This is that season where there is a performance of the words that he has spoken unto us. Because we choose not to let that word of our sight. We focus our gaze on you and your promises. Thank you, Father, for your word is real to us. And the reality of your word we experience, not our circumstances. Oh, thank you, Father. Oh, hallelujah. We look not at those mountains, but we look to him who created mountains. Hallelujah. And, our, and his word to us becomes our reality. Thank you, Father. Oh, we give you praise. We give you praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, do have a God-filled day. Stay focused on the glorified Christ. Hallelujah. Enjoy the day. God bless you. Bye.